Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to wherever you are. Welcome back to I Am The Podcast with your favorite host, Eva Rillen. And today, I have assistance because I want to discuss a subject that is very important, but also... I'm going to be very vulnerable and very honest with you guys and to have a deep genuine conversation I needed assistance so yeah I hope you guys are ready I'm a bit nervous because yeah I'm nervous it's deep it's deep but let's just start with it and I am going to complete the following sentence I am healing and today my assistance is my go-to my girl my sis Onlaika. hello hi. hi thank you thank you so much no for problems, helping me with this i'm crying already no you got this i got this you got this okay i am healing you're healing i am healing i am healing from my past self and there are layers to my past self. The first layer that I can actually say that I healed from is the absence of my biological dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, In what sense? How did it start? How did you know that you need healing from, your, from the absence of your biological father? I found peace in him not being around and the weirdest thing is that to me he was actually never around he wasn't he wasn't really there it was an on and off thing Mm -hmm. he would come to the house be there and then gone for a few days so to me like i was very close to my mom um so he was always absent to me Mm -hmm. And I feel like we never really build a relationship. I had a better relationship with my uncle. I believe it's his younger brother. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't even know why, but I felt more... I felt more comfortable and safe with him than my own dad. Because when he was around, he would pay attention to me. Like, he, he would... He would invest his time in me yeah. and like doing games and so was he more um, consistent than your dad with coming around or no because they would come around together together yeah they would come over together but when they were both there I don't know I think my dad was doing all other things mm-hmm. and wasn't really focused on me he was more focused on my brother I have an older brother mm-hmm. and he was playing football back then. So, I think his focus was more on that. So, my uncle and I, like, back then he had a red Ferrari. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I know. Balling. He was balling, she, apparently. Where's he now? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> no, actually, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That and when did you... Know. When did you start it to feel like, okay, I need to heal from this situation of not... Well, of your dad being less consistent in your life to not at all. Um, I was angry mm-hmm. growing up. Like, um, I noticed that I had the need or I was looking for the traditional family structure. Mm-hmm. Father, mother, children. Mm-hmm. Like both. Yeah. In-house. Yeah. Both in-house. And, and I was always angry because I never understood why he left. Like, it just happened. He left and that was the story. And I never... Um, me and my mom, like, now we can actually talk about it. But back then, so I think um, ten from 10 years ongoing, mm-hmm. there was never enough space to talk about that. Because she was dealing with her issues Mm -hmm. um because he left and i had a younger sister Mm -hmm. so it was just her and three children that were yeah i want to say 
rebel, but we were growing up. Yeah, puberty and everything. Yeah. And I was angry. I was angry because at at the times that I wanted to talk about something, but at that moment I could not. Like me and my mom, we have the same character for so so for many times we could just not communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And then she f- she's basically not there. She's there but because we can't communicate with it's each like other. She's not, yeah. It's like she's yeah. not. So who is there to talk to? My older brother obviously was busy with himself, football and everything. Mm-hmm. My younger sister was too young, she was a baby back then. Mm-hmm. So it was just me. Yeah. Those things realized uh, those things made me realize like okay I'm angry and I started to think like okay where is this anger coming from but also the simplest things that you um see in life when going to school yeah my dad paid for that I'm like bitch I'm paying this oh my god mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm paying it for myself yeah um and the moments that I and I got more more and more angry to the point that I was aggressive at some point because my mom like we weren't how do you say that my, connecting yeah definitely my mom and I weren't <laughs> connecting but uh, my mom did at that time my mom did not have enough money to take care of three children mm-hmm. so when I needed something obviously I go to my mom mm-hmm. but it she was only always I don't have the money yeah, yeah. I need to take care of you guys I need to put food on the table mm-hmm. and then the days that I had enough and it's weird for me to say but the days that I had that I had enough courage to mm-hmm. call my dad and be like hey can you help me out and he was always like Ask your mom, I don't have money. Like, mm-hmm. that made me even more, uh, like, yeah, yeah. so angry, yeah. so bitter. And I was just an angry teenager. I was angry during my puberty. I was angry. Mm-hmm. And at some point, that anger turned into... Um, no, it... it I'm not sure because I've I'm never I've never been diagnosed with depression, but I had depressive feelings, mm-hmm. and that's when I knew, girl, you need healing. Mm-hmm. And how did that go? When did you start? How did it start? Well, healing from this situation. Um, it started when I, um, I have a godfather. Mm-hmm. And the moment I started to invest, we both started to invest in that relationship. I realized, like, so to that point, Mm -hmm. before investing in that relationship with my godfather, to me, all men were bad. Um, All runaway dads, like, Mm -hmm. I was bitter. Mm -hmm. Until I started to invest and like the both of us started to invest in our relationship in our godfather daughter relationship it was like um i'm not sure if i can call it an epiphany but it would it was a blessing in disguise i believe because he made me realize that there are still good fathers out there Mm -hmm. i'm not his bloodline i'm not his biological dad but he does Till this day, the same thing that he does for my two younger brothers that are his biolo- bio- biological Children, kids. Yeah. 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 And that was an eye-opener. Like, it was an eye-opener, but also something that made me grieve even more. Because what is the reason that my biological dad wasn't able to do that for me like that's it's very confusing for me is it still confusing for you or back then was it more confusing back then back then it was more confusing because now growing up i realized life happens and Mm -hmm. um this is something i assume because i never had their one-on-one conversation with my biological dad like hey why you left we tried. I'm lying. We tried. In 2012, we tried when I went back to Ghana. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
I'm I'm not the traditional kid, meaning I talk back. <laughs> so I was there with my grandmother, my dad, my mom, and we were in the living room trying to come up with a solution or discuss why the relationship between me and him is off. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he said was, you never pick up when I call. And I was like, dude, you serious? But it was it was hard because I could not defend myself because me defending myself was being disrespectful mm-hmm. for my culture mm-hmm. because he's my dad. No matter what, he's my dad, so yeah. I have to yeah. listen. And... Um, that was hard. That was that was hard. Did that help you in your healing process? Or was it um, counterproductive? It showed me the truth. It showed me that he is not ready to be a dad. Plain simple. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that now, being 28, going through life, I understand that some people are just not ready to live up to their responsibility. And apparently he had different priorities back then. Mm -hmm. And neither me, my youngest sister, or my elder brother were one of them. Mm -hmm. And I find peace. I found peace when I realized that I can make that decision for myself as well. He made a decision somewhere... Between 2008 and 2012, I'm going to, he made that decision to leave, to go on a, I quote, or what is this? Is this quote? Yeah. Yeah, I quote, I'm going to um, Ghana Mm -hmm. on a vacation. And he never came back. Wow. And I remember very well, he said, yeah, I'm going on a vacation because I want to start my company, blah, blah. And... I'll come back and I mean we're 12 plus years further and he never came back yeah and the moment you realize that you have a mind of your own and you can decide things for your own Mm -hmm. that's I think I believe that's when the healing part with my dad happened because at some point I realized and I made a decision for myself you're not my dad anymore Mm mm-hmm you were never there. I'm a grown woman right now. And your absence made me who I am today. I mean, it's, it's part of who I am today. Yeah. In a positive light. Um, you He made me realize so many things. And sometimes I'm, I think if he would have been there, maybe it would have caused even more damage. In what way? Um, He wasn't consistent. Like... I really can't remember what he did for a living. Like, mm-hmm. and he was more focused on on my brother because my brother was playing football back then. Mm-hmm. So I never had the chance to really bond with him. And there, I don't know. It was I never spoke to him. I, uh, well, I can't remember having conversations with him. Mm-hmm. What I do remember is that we would go to carnival. Um, because his carnival ma- in Rotterdam. Carnival in mm-hmm. Rotterdam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking back then, probably yeah. he went to look at bodies. I'm like, yeah. He's like, shit, I gotta take the kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, I think that's the only thing we really did together. But no, like mm-hmm. at some point, because in life you encounter so many things and mine was okay i want to and I, I want to get my driving license i need to get it mm-hmm. i left the house so i was living on my own i was paying rent and i was paying uh, my school fee and all mm-hmm. these things and calling him asking him for money just to support me was like you have a freaking water company in ghana Wow. Are you freaking kidding me? And it was always a struggle. And I felt like, why am I doing this struggle? Yeah. So I womaned up. And uh, I, back then, I, alre- I already had a job. But then I just realized that, okay, my time will come. It, 
it might take a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but I will get my tri- driver license. I, w- I can pay for my mm-hmm. school fees on my own. Yeah. And when all those things happened and I achieved those goals, things, I realized that, yeah, you were just a seed. Yeah. But I must say the support of my extended family, my godfather played a huge role in everything. Because mm-hmm. it was... I've literally seen like two scenarios. Absent dad and involved, yeah. involved dad. Mm-hmm. And he was my backbone. Mm-hmm. He... he he is. He's still my backbone. And he being, for me, the perfect example of a dad that's involved, a dad that is really there, kept me going. Yeah. So the dad you were missing, in a sense. Yeah. He filled in that spot. He filled in that spot. Yeah. And for I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm forever grateful for that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, so what I got from what you're saying is the absence of your biological dad um, helped you to understand that, well, helped to shape you in your teen years, your earlier years, because Mm. you were becoming angry and you felt that you were missing something in order for you to feel more complete. Mm -hmm. And that made you strengthen your bond with your godfather because he had all the qualities as a dad that you were looking for. So it also made me believe more in fatherhood that yeah. yes they are there are great dads mm-hmm. like yeah yeah so you see not every loss there's a actual loss in that sense yes yeah. it is yeah. it is it is and it's it's weird it's weird like sometimes because as as you grow older we have I have these discussions or discussions conversations with my younger sister and my older brother, mm-hmm. like so his mom and the, the funny thing is that we all so my brother me and my younger sister we never refer to him as dad, dad. or father. Yeah. It's always that guy. Mm. So whenever my my younger sister or my older brother calls me up and like yo that guy mm-hmm. like we both know we're Who talking, about, talking about. Yeah, but because I don't want to get too much in your brother's business, but does he have more of a bond with your father than? No, but his healing process was even heavier mm-hmm. because they they had the a bond, bond and then it was gone and then it was gone. Yeah, because it was based on football and so. Yeah, we we all the three of us all went through it, but very differently. differently. Mm-hmm. We all had our own scars. And like I don't want to compare, but he had some huge scars. Scars, yeah. And he being a dad now, like I think when he had his first kid, it all came back mm-hmm. because his dad wasn't there to tell him like when you have a kid, this and this and that, mm-hmm. or like the simplest yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's weird, but like he's doing a very great job. Mm-hmm with his two kids right now and he's enjoying fatherhood yes. and to him i believe it's like how how like why would you how could you not want to yeah. be around your kids yeah it's weird yeah. it's it's so weird yeah life so, yeah. circumstances yeah. life circumstances yeah. and then you have we have those conversations about yo so when he dies like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen like do they does he have any more kids that you guys know of or no i have no idea Mm -hmm. i have no idea and so i think two weeks ago no i think now a month ago Mm -hmm. his mom died and i like i'm not even comfortable calling her my grandmother because i've never seen yeah you never yeah no yeah yeah and then he called up saying, yeah, she died. And we were like, okay, <laughs> sorry for your loss. Yeah. But what's up? Yeah. Yeah, we, we need, um, like, so it's a traditional thing that all the grandchildren, they send money. And, mm-hmm. like, it's 
it was a funny thing. Like, okay, somebody dying is not funny. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But so my brother called me. We're like, yo, <laughs> this and this and that. And the three of us, like, I ain't sending one penny. Mm-hmm. And not out of hate or holding grudges but i don't i don't know you guys I, just don't feel connected to that side no, of the family so, so why so why would i and yeah. that made us think like okay we all die one day mm-hmm. what happens when he goes yeah that's difficult and i and we we believe because um he he called he called someone no he asked my aunt because my dad lives in ghana and he asked my aunt, the sister of my mother, to send, to ask my mom mm-hmm. to send the picture of us. Cause he need he needed it for something. And so my aunt was like, "Why won't you ask them yourself?" Yeah, then just and called. Yeah, he was like, "No, their mom won't let me." Blah blah. We full grown. My my brother is. 32? You guys have your own houses and shit. Like, what's that? Like, yeah. And it's so weird. So obviously, the three of us was like, nope. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you don't have a picture of your ch- of your of one of your kids, At like one, yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. So we had the conversation about okay, what happens when he dies? And yeah, it was it was kind of quiet because we were like, yeah, well. From the bottom of my heart, may his soul rest in perfect peace. Mm-hmm. But, like, normally you would go to Ghana, you would bury your dad, but... You guys have no connection to No that. connection. Yeah, I have so more connection with... Um, and that's... It's weird. But I have this thing, so... My godfather is my father. Everybody mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking about my father, I'm talking about him. Mm-hmm. My mom got married again. Mm-hmm. I cannot call him... Like, I... My head doesn't yeah. connect with the fact that he's my stepfather, yeah, yeah. but I would like I appreciate him more than my biological dad. Mm. I would do more for him than my bi- biological dad because yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the dad thing, and honestly, I can I can say that yeah i wanted to say i'm healed but i'm getting close to healing yeah to being healed and yeah close to healing from that situation because sometimes when something happens it's just it it still hits a nerve Mm -hmm. like do you think you would ever be completely how do you say you would ever be completely painless to it so it doesn't affect you in any way no but i think with the years and growing up and everything Mm -hmm. it will be it will be less of a negative emotion Mm -hmm. i could like um i might have a thought about it i acknowledge it and be like okay it's okay it's good like yeah instead of uh, like making yeah. myself angry and yeah it will always hit a nerve because it's actually grieving from gr- grieving from something as someone that is still there mm-hmm. and i believe that that's the hardest grief ever yeah because they're technically not gone but they're not there yeah exactly yeah. so because they usually say women with daddy issues air quotes daddy issues usually have a harder time in relationships or they struggle with certain aspects in their relationship Mm -hmm. so have you seen like the fact that you had a absent father to a certain extent do you see that reflected in your past relationship has it had an effect on you in past relationships or yeah um yeah is it reflected in the choices you make in relationships? oh hell yeah because technically you still have a father figure but your core beginning was damaged Let's say it like that. Thank you. So yeah, you was. still have a certain idea of... So when a guy would show you... Um, how do you say it? Or if a guy would behave in certain ways that gave you a feeling of uh, less security or 
inconsistency. Mm-hmm. How do you respond to that? Back then, I would, I would think, yeah, that is love. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I have to appreciate the moments that he's here, and when he's gone, yeah, he's gone. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a very toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a very toxic relationship. And looking back and thinking about that, like, it, it wasn't healthy at all. Because the way, like, okay, let's, um, for everyone to know, it wasn't, it wasn't a abusive relationship. No, it was a different kind of toxic. It was a different kind of toxic. Yeah. Um, just going back and forth, um, discussions, a lot of yelling. But then, yeah, when you're together, you're together. Mm-hmm. And I was very, um, how do you say that? Where you don't believe a person, like you have trust. Yeah, you have less trust in them. You have trust yeah. issues, but you're very skeptical of their... Very yeah. skeptical. Yeah. Um, so when he when he wasn't around, I was like, so where are you at? Mm-hmm. Where, why aren't you at home? And I was more at his place because I lived at my mom's place back then. And then I moved Mm -hmm. to my first house and then he was, he came over, but he could like get up in the middle of the night. Yo, I have to go, Mm -hmm. I have to go to my sister because she's pregnant and blah, blah. Like there were so many excuses, but that relationship was so toxic, but but was it, um, because no, like you as a woman now, you would sense those things being unhealthy back then you probably didn't know because it was unfamiliar to you it was unfamiliar to me because um it was a very dark page in my life and yeah. my dad yeah i was about to ask did you have support from your dad your godfather in these situation in that situation the funny thing was <laughs> <laughs> how did he play a father role in that relationship what? dad <laughs> if you're listening to this, I'm so 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 sorry. And the funny thing is, we we talked about this, I think yesterday, or the day before yesterday. This period of my life was a black period in the relationship between me and my godfather. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, though, the funny thing was when I look back at it, the funny thing was. I I was in love. I was madly in love with this guy. And it was an older guy. Mm-hmm. And my theory in my mind it was like, okay, he's older, he got his shit together. Mm-hmm. Me and him forever. Yeah. yeah like yeah. uh relationship goals. In your mind he had that stability that you wanted in a guy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But at the same time I realized that what you're doing with this guy mm-hmm. this guy he ain't it because you can't bring him home to your dad mm. and I like I was I don't I, I, I honestly don't know if it was the rebel in me but Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> at that moment I was like I want to be more um, how do you say that I want to be more on my own more independent I want to be more yeah. in- independent so I told my, cause my, my, my godfather, my dad till today is my backbone, mm-hmm. but I felt like I was so, um, I was so depending on him that everything that I did, I had to check with him. Like, yeah. For his approval. For yeah. his approval. Yeah. So there was a moment in my life. I was like, okay, I'm going to cut loose. You're still my dad, but I need to grow up. Mm-hmm. I need to, I need to get this going. Mm-hmm. That's when I met this guy and the relationship between me and my dad kind of, yeah. It was stagnant. It wasn't evolving. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like we would talk briefly on the phone, but I was so madly in love. Meanwhile, knowing that Mm -hmm. my dad is not going to approve of this guy, Mm -hmm. but I was still there. Mm -hmm. So... In that relationship, my dad did not play a role at all. He played a role at the end mm-hmm. when I was totally broken in tears and devastated. Mm-hmm. 
because I got my heart broken yeah. by a guy. And how um, did you heal from that process? Well, from that relationship. Um, how was the healing when it came to that part? Again, very angry. Mm-hmm. Um, depressive feelings because I felt like, okay, why is this happening to me? What did I do? I've been a very, very good girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I could not, I could not understand my lesson from it. So I just kept going. Mm-hmm. I kept going and this was summer. No, there was the beginning of spring 2014. And I think for everyone, 2014 was the year I believe Drake had. I think from 2014 to 2016 was a bomb year. Bomb, bomb year with bomb music, summer. everything. It was turned, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was... So I think we were in our prime then too. Also, I was in my prime. Yeah, yeah. Jordan I years and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my healing was going to the club mm-hmm. from <laughs> Thursday evening <laughs> till Sunday, and you know that very well oh. because you would see me in the classroom on Monday. You, you and Ashley would come in <laughs> talking about the club like, yes, I was <laughs> That was my healing. Yeah. That that I actually thought. Yeah. I just need to go out. Mm-hmm. And I went out, met guys. And I, like, I was living... I was YOLO. Mm-hmm. It was YOLO back yeah. then. So I was doing the whole YOLO thing. Yeah. And um, in my YOLO phase, I met my ex. So my last relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was it, someone I knew for a very long time. And I always said, oh my God. The moment I'm single, I'm going after him. Mm-hmm. So I did. You manifested that. I manifested that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, like the toxic relationship, we broke up in April, May 2014. Spring, summer, weather booming, music booming, mm-hmm. YOLO, everything booming, club in, club out. <laughs> um did this and that, had fun, Mm -hmm. had some flings. Mm -hmm. And then during that period, I think July, June, July, Mm -hmm. 2014, I met my ex. He was single. I was single. And I was like, this is God. This is it. This is God. (laughs) And I went for it. We both went for it. So looking back at it, there was, never a moment to heal from the to period. heal from that yeah. toxic relationship because yeah. i went from toxic relationship yolo flings back into a relationship in a relationship but i air quote i took my time yeah <laughs> because um we were dating for five to six months I think before it was official. Yeah, before it was official. 2015, it was official, and then I was in a relationship. So the the dating was that you securing yourself in the situation beforehand, or did it just happen to fizzle out that way? Because that could be a part of your healing as well. I don't know to be honest. (laughs) I think it just happened that way. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just going. You weren't thinking about it. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it. I was already like. So after that toxic relationship, um, yeah, like I want to go into details about how toxic <laughs> this this relationship was. That's for another podcast. Yeah, um, but Episode let's five, just say I'm not the toxic one. <laughs> I'm not the toxic <laughs> one. Why I'm not the toxic one? Yeah, he was just very he could he he could be very aggressive. Mm-hmm. I believe he was he had an addiction. Mm-hmm. And the moment he could not fulfill that addiction, he would came with his frustration upon me. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very, um, how do you say that? Very jealous, but also very assertive. Like, um, he claimed me. Yeah, yeah. So when we would be somewhere, and like people know me, and another guy would say, "Hey, Abe, how you doing?" 
at home it would be an issue like what the fuck was that guy <laughs> oh wow he was that he, type of toxic yeah yeah that is toxic yeah and then my ex was this sweet guy good looking very humble very quiet like i was it was a complete 360 from what you yeah for yeah he being an introvert i being an extrovert it was like i was all over the place and at some point i was like dude are you gonna like do you see me seeing you mm-hmm. you see me yeah, yeah yeah like we gonna date or not or not <laughs> we started dating and like the whole dating phase was fun like mm-hmm. i enjoyed every minute of it and then 2015 officially in a relationship and everything went so naturally till a certain point it didn't work it just didn't work out anymore mm-hmm. and how did you end up healing from these two relationships because now you were so many lays years further on mm-hmm. how did that healing process go from being in re- two different relationships was still carrying hurt from both of those relationships what made you decide okay now it's time for me to heal on my own well shout out to my ex <laughs> I cannot take this back. No, but really, like, um, if it wasn't for the breakup, mm-hmm. I think I would have never healed. Yeah. And it's weird and scary to say, but the moment we broke up, obviously, of course, I was heartbroken mm-hmm. because I thought that was the guy I'm going to marry. I'm going to have yeah. my kids with. Yeah. I thought he was the one because we felt each other for like, I was 16 or maybe younger when we met at a party and we started dancing i was like and i told my best friend mm-hmm. he, he he's the one he's the one but every time when we would meet at awkward places i was either dating or he was in a relationship so then we were finally in that relationship and it was a tough one but i felt like we can handle these battles mm-hmm. we got this but communication was off And that made me realize that in my next relationship, communication is a must. So a lot of aspects from your previous relationship showed you where you needed to heal as well in order yeah. for things to work out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And the whole healing process mm-hmm. from an absent dad, a toxic relationship, a... Yeah, how can I call it? A wrong timing relationship. A wrong timing. Oh my God, thank you. Mm-hmm. A wrong timing relationship because he's a good guy. Yeah, you guys it's just humbi- weren't in the same place. Weren't in yeah. the same place. He's a very good guy. Um, And yeah, the healing started when we broke up. Mm-hmm. Actually, he initiated. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. He initiated the breakup. Mm-hmm. And I was devastated. I bet. Oh my God, I was so devastated. <laughs> <laughs> I was devastated. And it was at that time I needed to, I needed to write my thesis. Mm-hmm. Dear Lord. Oh, mm-hmm. I was going through it. You were going through I it. I was going yes. through it. But that's when everything started. And I realized that I've never been alone alone. Because when I moved out of my mom's house, mm-hmm. I was in a relationship. And then I moved to a new house. I was in a relationship. I was never alone, alone with yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Who is Ava? Who's Ava when she's alone? Yeah. Cause, and that's also the thing that I have with my dad. Like He's always available. And I love him for that. But... Sometimes, I never... Yeah. Some, yeah. He becomes a crutch instead of... Yeah an assistant when necessary yes he started using him as a crutch because yeah. he felt so safe so that's when it but that's when everything basically started like everything came up like vomit mm-hmm. everything came out of me tears sick emotional eating like i went through all the stages of grief grief wow. yeah Denial, anger, 
and just crying every I, I remember crying every day because I could not understand why this had happened to me again mm-hmm. but also realizing okay this is a pattern I need to come out of and that pattern was Ava you're always looking to be with someone but never with yourself so, yeah and it took me two years to really spend time with myself and I think the icing on the cake was I graduated 2018 I think April April 2018 and October 2018 I went to New York Mm -hmm. by myself and that was the icing on the cake Mm -hmm. that was so liberating that was I had no choice it was me and me yeah and that really that really helped me and that really did that finished the work Mm -hmm. for those things because I believe healing is a never ending journey Mm -hmm. and that keeps going but before I went to New York like it was it that shit was ugly Mm -hmm. like that healing process was ugly I remember praying for inner peace because I felt so restless I felt so disturbed i felt so annoyed i was angry they say the hardest part is the awakening oh the awakening of what (laughs) anything so when you come to the realization that things have to change and you're Uh, working towards that change everything else is total disaster feels like but it was a disaster because Mm -hmm. i turned 25 Mm -hmm. i was alone Mm -hmm. i had to work on my thesis and for everyone writing your thesis right now or graduated you know how it feels to write a freaking thesis much strength to you guys and yeah. coming home after being in the freaking library from 10 to 10 shout out to my girl days, yeah. shout out to my girl felicia because mm-hmm. we were there we opened the freaking library and we closed that damn building I remember, yeah. coming home to an empty space yeah no sound no nothing and i remember for days after days after days got up in the morning we went to the gym went to the library worked on the thesis like and that was my destruction mm-hmm. so tick, 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 tick. Busy. busy 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 okay 10 o'clock we need to uh lady we're closing the library you need to leave oh. okay so we <laughs> left went home and the moment i took my key put it in that door mm-hmm. door open tears bomb yeah and I remember like, you know when you cry like, <gasps> and snot is coming mm-hmm. from everywhere, yeah. like those type of tears, those yeah. type of, like that type of crying. It was so, oh you, my God, it was so. Yeah, in the moment it probably felt like total end of the world, but that was your body healing, your mind, your soul, you sis, were technically sis, healing. it was end of the world. It was the end It of was the world. my end of my yeah, freaking world. Yeah, the end of that period of your life, yeah. But I'm glad it mm-hmm. ended because mm-hmm. it made me who I am today. Imagine having that drama now at this age. Like, who has time During for a that? pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> During a pandemic, even worse. <laughs> who has the time? Things Nobody. done so fragile by itself. You get me. But, yeah. wow, like... Yeah. Just like you mentioned, like, it was, it was the end of my world. Mm-hmm. Looking back at it, it was the end of a freaking pattern. I and had to learn... Indeed, healing from my past self, but I had to learn how to be by my freaking self. What do I like? Yeah. What do I want to wear? What is my day going to be like? Mm-hmm. Taking myself out on a date, going to the cinema by myself, going on dinner, like just being in the house and watching damn TV by yourself. Self, yeah. And yes, it's okay to have conversations with yourself because best believe when I get home, like, hey, house, Mm -hmm. how you been doing? Looking at my plans, like, baby, you good? They say it's good to talk to yourself. When you start talking back, then it's a problem. (laughs) Then you got to be like, hmm. Well, I had conversations (laughs) with myself, like, why is this happening? Because you're a hardhead. But, I mean, I just want to be loved. You are loved, but love yourself. Yeah. And... Oh, I don't have my those, phone those with me right now. But there's this quote. Do you want your phone? Yes. There's this quote from um, the mother of black Hollywood, Jennifer Lewis. And I love her. 
And I think I, I, I mentioned this quote in one of my episodes or, um, oh my God, she said, love yourself, love yourself before anything else. Wait, I'm going to look for it. And because I remember watching that interview. And that also sparked healing my, of um, sharing my healing journey. Mm -hmm. Because Jennifer Lewis was like, I'm going to share my story so that nobody can hold anything against me. Yeah. That was her Breakfast Club interview. Thank you. Yeah, that was really good. That was a good one. Yeah. I can't find it, but I will. I will definitely share it on my Insta stories Mm -hmm. and as a quote. But that is also something like I needed to learn how to love myself. Yeah. So I and I always expected other people to love me. Yeah, you were looking for love in external factors without loving yourself first. So from the absence of your dad, you felt like no one loved you. Yep. The absence or being in a toxic relationship, shunning your dad because he know the because you probably knew that his love would be lessened if he knew that you were putting yourself in that situation. Yep. And then jumping into a new relationship where you just could not could not love correctly because no. you didn't know how. Yeah. No, because I expected a lot from him mm-hmm. and he we we expected a lot from each other without communicating it. Mm-hmm. And that I think I believe I believe that that was also the moment when I started to understand my own love languages Mm -hmm. and one of them is words of affirmation because because of the absence of my dad the relationship I had with my mom back then was a rocky one Mm -hmm. so there were no words of affirmation so I had to deal with pain grief anger what whatever and not getting the words of affirmations from my core. Yeah. So from my house, from my mom. So I would, instead of, instead of feeding it to yourself, you were looking for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So in my singleness, Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to love the freaking, I can't curse (laughs) the freaking shit out of myself and i found the quote love yourself so that love won't be a strange will not be a stranger when it comes deep again for the ones in the back (laughs) (laughs) love Love. jennifer lewis the black mother of hollywood love her love yourself so that love will not be a stranger when it comes and i had to love myself yeah and i love myself Mm -hmm. i love myself and i'm still learning how to love myself even more Self-care is a full-time job. So We my- talk about this all the time. It's a full-time job. Sis, mm-hmm. it's a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And healing is also a full-time it job. Is. It is. And it's a never-ending journey. Yeah, I think as you evolve, the more the more you evolve, you find areas that are like, oh yeah, maybe I do need to work on this. And working on yourself is healing at the end of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, there's no end goal. There's no end game. It's just becoming you and a better version of yourself yourself every day. And I'm glad. I'm I'm really glad and blessed and grateful that I had the time to -hmm. take care of myself, Mm -hmm. to explore with myself, Mm -hmm. like the different types of relationship. Like I had open communication, conversations with my dad about uh, monogamy Mm -hmm. and What's that a thing called? Polygamy. Polygamy. And okay, and what is it that I want? Do I really want to be in a monogamous relationship? Mm-hmm. Those type of things. And the fact that I wasn't dating, because I, I said to myself, I'm not going to date for definitely for one year, no guys, mm-hmm. no nothing, no that was sex, a part of no your process. Yeah. N- just me. Deal mm-hmm. with yourself. If mm-hmm. you want inner peace, deal with yourself. And mm-hmm. God told me, you got to deal with yourself. Deal. Like, if you want... I would love to give you inner peace. Yeah. But you are inner peace. So, deal with yourself. And I'm grateful that I found my inner peace. And I explored and 
communicated and had conversations about so many things about being single, different type of relationship and what do I want. Like, that's when I realized I also have a saying in what I want in a relationship and how I definitely want my future hobby to be. But also, who am I mm-hmm. in a relationship and why do I put all my expectations on the guy? On the guy. Yeah. Like, I can also take care of myself. So that was the whole healing part from those three things, those three layers. Mm-hmm. And our girl is ready now. You ready? I'm ready. Put it out there. She's ready, guys. I'm ready. <laughs> are you ready to date or are you ready to be in something more serious? Or do you do you usually just start with dating? Oh, that's a layered question. Mm-hmm. Um so do I'm, you date with intention or you're just dating to I'm, see what's I'm, out there? Mm, mm, mm. I'm 28. I'm dating with intentions okay. now. Yeah. Dating with intentions, guys. I'm not dating right now, but <laughs> the plan is to date, <laughs> the with, plan intentions. Is to date with intentions yeah. in working towards something serious mm-hmm. because I know who I am all by myself. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for me to know who I am with someone else and how we what can you, be yeah. together yeah where you guys can be together yeah 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 i like that so thank you so much for this thank you this was sharing. deep yeah i am healing a very deep topic indeed yeah yeah from a very vulnerable mm-hmm. space and thank you guys for listening you also thank you for assisting me um <laughs> I am healing. I am finally who I want to be. And every day, every morning when I wake up, I'm grateful for everything that I've been through and everything that is to come because that is who, who, that is what, sorry, that's what made me who I am today. Yeah. So that's that. Thank you.